everybody. Yes, I'm here. You are there. Uh, and it's a special Sunday because, you know, it is the last Sunday of the month, so you know what that means. We have holistic vet Dr. Jessica Levy here in studio for the second time in over, what, a year and a half, <laughs> whatever. And it's so nice to, to talk back and forth behind and such like that. So it's, I missed that. So if you've got questions uh, for Dr. Jessica Levy, please call them in. And today we're going to be talking about the main essentials of owning a pet. Poop, vomiting, and licking. You know, dogs like to lick things, and even cats, for that matter, like to like. Sometimes they're licking rugs, uh, their couches, you, whatever. What does that mean? And like in in the poop, we got mucus or blood. What does that mean? Or why is my dog vomiting? And what should I do about it? So that's what we're going to be touching on those subjects. Great visuals <laughs> to think about, but it's a necessity. Necessity. There you go. That you understand the big picture, so you do things right. You don't hit the panic button. So. So anyway, so Rachel, how was your your week this week? It's pretty good. Oh, good. good. And anything entertaining? Um, not really. Um, it's actually kind of crazy that you mention it. it's the end of the month. It just flew by. Oh, yeah, thank. Really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I blinked and it's like, see, that's why my birthday was Friday. And so it's been kind of birthday week. It's been a very good birthday week, if I do say so myself. And anyway, and uh, Friday was the actual birthday. And so uh, uh, people, I get calls, I get man cards, and people stop by, and just fun. And and then, uh, but Thursday we kind of started it, and then Friday, and then Saturday, and there might be a possible tonight after after work. We'll see. Why not? Beers involved and such. But anyway, uh, but one thing that they, I got kidnapped yesterday afternoon at uh, three o'clock. And I'm a control freak if you haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah, I know you haven't been with me very long. But anyway, I drive everywhere. I don't like other people to drive. I want to drive. I got to be, you know, be in control. Uh, and then uh, my one girlfriend has a little vibe. You know, I call it the Flintstone car. And anyway, so she says, I know you hate my car, but I'm picking you up at three on Saturday and we're going someplace. And she says, uh, 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 casual dress and comfortable shoes. So I had no idea what Barb was you know, going to put me through. And I don't like it. Once again, I'm not in charge of the situation. I want to know timelines. Da, 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 da. Yep. Well, anyway, so it was, so we're driving in a little vibe, a Flintstone car. But what we wound up doing is we went to the Isandy County uh, County Fair. Up in Cambridge, and oh, great time, great time. And uh, then we stayed for, we had a couple pork chops on a stick, a couple corn dogs, a couple beers, <laughs> uh, and then deep fried pickles that was not good at all. Oh, really? oh no, uh, I love deep fried pickles. And the best ones I've ever tasted is, is at Pickles in, in Pepin, Wisconsin. It's a restaurant, mm-hmm. and they have the deep fried, best deep fried pickles ever. Wisconsin really knows how to deep fry things. Oh, I'll tell you. Really yeah, exactly. But anyway, so then we started for the demi demo derbies. Have you been to a demo derby before? I haven't. No, haven't you? Well, it's a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of cars smashing up, and it was really. In, I hadn't been to one for a while, and I was just kind of like, you know, let's head out. You know, it's been it okay. It's been fun. Well, the very last heat of the night are or what they call specialty. Uh, cars where they are allowed to like jazz up weld things like literally make army tanks <laughs> these cars oh well there are six cars in them and they come into the arena they look like they've been through the demo derby already a demo derby is where the cars smack it, smash into each other mm-hmm. and the last one running and can move wins <laughs> well, anyways, and these cars get I mean they're already so smashed I don't know how you could smash them enough to stop them 
it's you know remember these are specially welded special things put together for the rear ends don't fall out and stuff and anyway i, I mean they would get like a, a they're just going for one to you know crank them in the side or in the rear end or whatever well the thing is is through it just kept going on and on and it was it was good one got tipped over luckily that guy was okay but how they end how this one ended there was a it must have rained up there we didn't get any rain in hugo this weekend but um a couple of them got stuck you know where they're they they you know how when you're you're flooring it and flooring it and then you, you go deeper and deeper mm-hmm. okay well the what happened was these four cars five no four wound up because start five started but anyway they all got stuck in the same spot so you know what how they declared they were all running but nobody could move because they were all stuck and so how they declared the winner was the last one that got stuck won oh. <laughs> that is so funny but it but it, 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 was, it was a fun time it was a fun time so i thank my my girlfriend barb for doing that and then renee uh came with she'd never been to a uh, uh, demo derby before either i've been to a demo derby of uh school buses that was interesting <laughs> and then school bus races that was interesting too. So anyway, so uh, aside from that, uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty good. So you didn't do anything. Do you got any vacation plans or any places to go? Are you going to school at all or anything? No, I'm not. I, I graduated college, so oh, okay. I'm um, now you're trying just, to find a living. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Me, I would. Well, there's a lot of jobs out there though. There's not enough people willing to work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of jobs out there people want. You know, you you pretty much pick whatever you want. You know, if you know a little bit of what you want to you know, what job you're applying for, I should say. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, congratulations. I didn't know that because almost most all my producers have been going to school and doing this. Oh, really? And then they graduate and then they leave. <laughs> I actually, I applied to grad school. But oh, did you? I haven't heard back yet, which oh. isn't promising. What so. would you, what would you be going to grad school for? Statistics. Most. Oh, you're, a, that's right. You're the math person, aren't <laughs> yeah. you? Ah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Do you watch that, uh, the, or I don't know what you want to call sitcom, whatever on TV numbers? No. Don't you watch numbers? Mm-mm. Oh, if you're into numbers, you need to watch numbers <laughs> because it's everything can be defined by numbers on how things play out and how the whole, it's like a, a not a cop show, but they figure out like murders and stuff and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all date deals with numbers. Oh, that's interesting. And so, yeah, so uh, jot that down and look it up. It's probably on, I don't know, Hulu or whatever type thing. This It's a series, okay? okay. And it's called Numbers. So it's, I think you'd like that then if you're into numbers because it really is fascinating on how he he you know he's jotting this down and jotting that down and did it and because of this and because of that this and that this and that will help happen and it's like mm-hmm. can you give it to me in layman language? <laughs> yeah, there's a pattern and numbers to everything. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you need to watch numbers. You will be fascinated. Have you have to let me know because I think you if, since and see numbers go right over my head unless it's in cribbage fifteen two fifteen four mm-hmm. pairs eight <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, so we got Dr. Jessica Levy. Dr. Levy, let's flick on the microphone, say hi before we run to break here. So we got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. Hi, Dr. Jessica. How are you doing? Good. Good, good. So how's biz? Keeping busy. 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 Biz is busy. There yes. you go. There you go. Are you see anything new or a trend or anything in your practice? Um, I see uh, quite a variety of stuff. Okay. So... 
There's nothing. I, every day is something different. Well, that's good. That's the fun of being a veterinarian. Yeah, that's the fun of meeting a vet. And then, and same with the dog trainer, where you, yeah. next one walks through the door, it's like, well, here we go. It's either something, it's like the exact same thing as the last one, right. but, but it's a new person you got to teach it to. Or it's like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> exactly. Half, half of it's potty training, half of it's uh, fun and interesting. Yeah, you got that right. You got that right. So so if you guys got questions for Dr. Jessica Levy, please get when she's here. Please call and give ask those questions. You got a vet right here live and in person. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Then I'll take some of your calls too, but I'd rather since Jess is here that we, uh, we pick her brain. <laughs> so she doesn't sit here and just kind of go, mm-hmm, I hear, yep, I hear. <laughs> so anyway, so give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay, we'll give you the trivia question. Okay, how many dogs, how many breeds of dogs are there worldwide? 400, 1,600, 800, or 200? We'll be right back. All right, how many breeds of dogs are there worldwide? 400, 1,600, 800, 200? What do you think, Rachel? I'm going to go with the big one, 1,600. 1,600. Okay, what do you think, Dr. Jess? Oh, yeah. 1,600? It's not. What? Really? It's 400 recognized breeds of the dog worldwide. Mm. According to the World Canine Organization, there are approximately 400 recognized breeds of dogs worldwide. There is some contention, however... As to the exact number of dog breeds as various kennel clubs recognize different breeds. In addition, all purebreds are, are in reality derived from mixed breed dog populations, complicating the issue further, which is true when you think mm-hmm. about it. You know, I don't think um, the doodles, uh, or the golden doodle or labadoodle, I don't think are recognized by AKC yet. I don't think. Not yet. Yeah, I know. It will come. We they know recognize that. the cockapoo. So. Yeah. Oh, do they, do they? I didn't. See, I, I don't keep up did. on that. So, Anyway, okay. We're going to head to the phone lines. Who's up first there, Rachel? All right, we've got Christina. Her dog is eating bees. Eating bees. Oh, that's a fun sport. <laughs> Hi, Christina. How you doing? Hi. Oh, oh, there you are. There you are. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. What kind of dog do you have that likes to eat uh, bees? I have a beautiful German Shepherd. Okay. And it wasn't, it, it, I've had many before, and they always jump at the low-flying big old bumblebees once in a while. Right. And even had them be bitten, you know, where their face gets all fat, and it's happened before, but she's different she eats them like jalapeno peppers (laughs) and she shakes her head and then goes back to the next one and back to the next one and i've tried to keep her away from the hives they haven't bothered me and once or twice but she's obsessed now with sitting in front of it it doesn't um it doesn't make her face fat or her mouth inside i don't know but i can tell she's being something's happening because she shakes her head and maybe puts her paw on her face and then goes back. I now have got to get rid of the hives because it's it's just too much. She's obsessed. I've been bitten a few times now because they start to swarm around her, and now that scares me. That'll oh. get under sick. And so then I pull her away from them, and then they get me. Yeah. But I'm just afraid at different places where I might not see her, lose track of her for a minute or so, maybe on a walk or a hike, and she really goes after them. I, but how can she be grabbing them 
and them not affect her at all, really. Well, you know, there's just like some people that they can um, get stung and stung and stung, and it doesn't, they have built up a, a force against it. And, you know, like, and me over the years, I've gone the opposite. I get uh, stung by a bee and I get, I swell up really bad. And for then, days, this was, yeah, it was yeah. so bad for me. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so now, are these ground bees or bee hives or what? There was a beehive, and I did get rid of that. These are ground bees, the oh. really mean ones, and still, I just was wondering whether there was anything inside of them that would just be so harmful for her, but we don't know. I don't, I just, uh. it's just such an anomaly. Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I just think she must have. Yeah, if it doesn't immunity. bother her and her face doesn't swell up, then. Yeah. No. Yeah. Isn't that weird? But boy, those ground bees are nasty. You want to get rid of that high big time. Because. You no, know, I love hearing that voice, that calm. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel good all yeah. the way around. Thank you. Well, and I would say, like, if the bees are in a specific location, maybe fence that off. Like, it might be easier to just put up a little fence around kind of where where the bees yeah. where their main home is yeah versus trying to keep the dog away from them yeah yeah i'm definitely going to get rid of them i just just mm-hmm. afraid of right different- right but that's what i was suggesting in the meantime mm-hmm. until right right I, I, oh yeah you know yeah because ground bees um i f- just found that so ironically enough this past weekend that they will come back the following year and the hive gets bigger and bigger than what's in the ground i didn't really? realize that and so because yeah because i had uh ground bees and i'm sorry i don't yeah, you know, I'm all for saving the bees, the honeybees and stuff. But when them ground bees, man, I have no. And I wound up. Uh, this is, but it's been three years ago. I was weeding, and all of a sudden, I, you know, you know, I did just like you could see. All of a sudden, there was, you know, like bees, and, and I'm like, crap! <laughs> I booked it, and those little suckers followed me to the house, you know, and like so. A cartoon. Seriously, yeah, those things are nothing. You do not want ground bees, you know, around. And so that's why, yeah, definitely, you know, hire somebody. Or I, dr- uh, I drowned them. I let the holes run. I found that's the tough part is to find where the hole is, you know, where, where they're coming out of the ground. And if you can find where they're coming out of the ground, you can try drowning them, putting the holes in there. Um, I'm going to start that tonight. I'm going to start with the hose. That's yeah, great. I yeah. mean, this is bad. She's obsessed. Yep. Yep. No, for some reason, uh, it just must be the sound. My, you know, to me, for thinking like a dog, my guess is it's the movement. You know, some dogs are higher prey drive than others. The number one, the movement, the sound. And my guess is that the sound, she got bit, associated the sound with the bit, the bite, you know, the sting of the, uh, of the bee. And now she was like, how dare you do that to me? And now I'm going to get you. That would be my thought as far as when they did when they, they, that sound. They recognize that they follow the sound, you know, once yeah, they... But, but, but most dogs aren't a fan of that if they've been stuck by bees. So right. Whereas this sounds more like a game, you yeah, know? Yeah. You'd really have to see a video of the dog doing it in order to be able to kind of tell what her demeanor is and whether she's yeah. just having she's a good time. And... Like that too upset. Yeah, because what I worry yeah. about is that she's... You know, trying to eat them, but the you know the ground bees are the ones that will swarm and can get into her coat and stare yep. a gazillion times. You know, yeah. So that's what I'd be more worried about than her getting a sting. You know, when she jumps on a bee, and who knows, maybe because the ground bees are so little, she swallows them before they have time to sting her. And they that's are a- tiny, but they got when I was trying to get her away from them, they got me twice. And you're right, that they were huge welts that last. Yes. Yep, that's what so I. So don't forget to go to your health food store. And get yeah. yourself some homeopathic apis. How do you spell What's that? A, P as in Paul, I, S as in Sam, 
Apis mellifica is the homeopathic remedy made from bees. You get it in a 30C potency. And if you ever get stung by a bee, a wasp, a hornet, whatever, then you take two pellets of Apis. Wow. I says I'm going for other things. I'm going to get that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, would that work for dogs? Is it not her? She's beyond. Yeah, that, but, but yeah, I'm but only <laughs> like you only give it if if their face starts to swell. If well, right, if they're having right. a reaction to it. If she's eating bees and they're not bothering her, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. How, how long? Because you know my girl. Go ahead. Is it for dogs or me too? Well, it's made, made for humans. It's made for humans. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Oh, okay. So now let's say her and I got bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. How how so we take two of the pellets? Yeah. How often? Just do it once. Just do it once? Really? Yeah, yeah it's homeopathic remedy. So um, a couple of years ago, I got home and I was opening the screen door to my house and somehow I put my hand around the door and got stung by a wasp yeah, that well, was on things. the other side of the yes. door. And uh, I was like, oh, crap. Because right away, you know, that burning yes. feeling starts. Oh, remember So well. I let the dogs out, went in the house, took a dose of Apis 30C, went out to play ball with the dogs. And 15 minutes later, I was like, oh, well. Oh, totally wow. can't feel it anymore. Nice. Oh, see, yeah. yes. I think Katie's on my page where yes. we both. It was worse yeah. and worse. Oh, Thanks. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time any, I've got, any health food store will have this homeopathic remedy. It's very common. And everybody says get the EpiPen, but you know if you pay ten thousand dollars for the dang thing, and then I just keep kids Benadryl that are tablets on hand. Mm, yeah. So if I take yes. that Benadryl immediately after it gets stung, that helps immensely. But it has to be immediate. You know, yeah. if I wait I mean, an hour. It, yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on how sensitive you are. So for yeah. me, I'm not particularly sensitive. Right. But you know, nobody wants to be. Left okay. with that kind of thing. And apis will work for anything that looks like a bee sting. So anything that is red and shiny and itchy, you know how okay, yeah. a welt swells yeah. up. So like one time years ago, I was uh, cuddling one of my cats before I had to leave for work. And, you know, he was being all lovey-dovey and he lovingly bit me on the face. Oh, you know, nice. you know yeah, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a little love bite. And I went and looked at the mirror, and sure enough, my cheek was swelling up like I had an apple stuck on my face. So I, same thing, took a dose of Apis. By the time I got to work, I looked normal. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, we learned this something. See, it, 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 it showed up to work today. and have Dr. Jess on. <laughs> Look what I learned. Now I can, thank you, thank you. You betcha. Well, good luck with the bee situation, kiddo. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Yeah, the thing is, because I I knew I, I found where they were. I stepped back and watched where they what area they were going, you know, down into, you know, the, that. So I that's where I put the holes. I found the hole, and then I would I for about three four days. I told Will touch that holes and die. I said I have got a project. <laughs> so that uh, oh, but anyway, they're they're nasty things. Okay, whoops, well we lost our call, but okay. So that so just a reminder for that is a capital A P I. Mm-hmm. SS? S as in Sam. No, just one There's S. One S. Oh, add two. Yeah, Apis okay. Malefica. Malefica. That is Latin for bees. Honeybee. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's made from bees. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Huh. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, let's, we got a little bit before we go to break. Okay, once again, you got a question, please give a holler, 651-641-1071 for Dr. Jessica or myself. Today we're talking poop, talking vomit. And we're talking licking. So let's start with the doo-doos. Okay, so I've had a couple of people call that they saw blood in their dog's doo-doo. So what's going on? Well, it kind of depends, right? So every scenario is specific to the situation. So people look at their dog's poo all the time. Yeah. And you might see things like mucus. You might see a little bit of blood. Um, you might see a lot of blood. 
but it kind of depends on the scenario. So the first thing I ask about is, what did you feed your dog? Okay. Things that are going to rouse my suspicion, certainly, um, you know, some kinds of dry foods, especially if you have been feeding them for a while, can upset the intestines. All those bully sticks, pizzle sticks, rawhide chews, yak chews, Mm -hmm. pig's ears, cow hooves, you know, fill in the blank. All those things are a high level of suspicion for me for causing problems. Okay, hold on to that thought. Okay, so we can talk about that. What breed of dog was originally in the late 800s bred by Captain Max Von Spunk? All right, thank you for listening and spending your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. This is the Katie Canine Show. I'm here, Ben. We're doing our 20th year here at MyTalk1071.com. Can't believe it. It seems like just yesterday. Okay, what, because I can't read the break right, we only got part of the question for. Okay, what breed of dog was originated in the late 1800s by Captain Max Von Stefanitz? who hoped to develop an all-purpose working dog. Was it the German Shepherd, the Border Collie, St. Bernard, or the German Spitz? Do you have any idea there, Rachel? I'm going to have to guess it's something German, because his name is Von something. Very good. um, the last one? German Spitz? Yeah. No. Oh, man. (laughs) What do you think? I don't know. I'll go for the German Shepherd. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, the German Shepherd dog was originated in Germany in the late 1800s by Captain Max von Stefanich, a former German army captain who hoped to breed an all-purpose working dog. He created the Schutzhahn trials, a breed test. Oh, and, really? Yep, and a Schutzhahn uh, trial, a breed test, and any dog that failed the trial was prohibited from breeding. Ooh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Look at that. Look at me learning some stuff today. Okay, so here we go. There's more yet. Hold on to your wigs here, folks. Okay, let's see. Prohibited for breeding. This strict guidelines led to rapid development of the breed abilities and intelligence, and the German Shepherd soon proven itself a superior working dog. After World War One, American soldiers, impressed by the German Shepherd's intelligence and trainability, bought, brought the breed to the United States, where it quickly became a popular pet as well as a working dog. Today, German Shepherds are often trained as police dogs, guide dogs, guard dogs, and of course, sheep dogs. They are also known as Alsatians or Schutz. Schutz no. Alsatians, yeah. Alsatians, yeah. And uh, that's that's not the Schutz hound. It's Schaefer, Schaefer hounds. S C H A F E R H U N D S. So Alsatians, yeah. Um, so the, oh, that was kind of cool how he set that breeding program. I'm, I'm impressed. I did not know that about the German Shepherd and Shepherds are my dog of choice. Yeah. You know, I read this really interesting book. Well, I mean, it was interesting to me. Okay. It was called something like a uh, form follows function. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's function follows form. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Close to it. And it was written by a woman who uh, breeds Australian Shepherds. Okay. And her, her dad was like a big Australian Shepherd breeder on their ranch, on okay. their working cattle ranch okay and so they bred working aussies to herd the cattle and when they say bred them for working what they're saying natural abilities that you just have to hone in their natural abilities they you don't have to say you know teach them to herd right that instinct is so strong 
Yeah. And so, but the book is about like their structure. And so one of the things that she talks about that I found really interesting. So she compares the Australian shepherds who like when they're herding cattle, they have to, um, you know, they have to be willing to dive in and bite and turn on a dime and spin around and jump back out of the way. And so they're kind of bred to be more like their body style. Yeah. They have to be agile. They have to be sprinters. They have to be able to turn super quick and German shepherds. Although they're a herding breed, they are their mission is to control the perimeter. Okay. So they're built to be trotters. Okay. Because they trot around Round. the herd and around and the push flock. Them. They push them yeah. that way. So I thought that was interesting. Like yeah. I hadn't really thought about the difference in structure There's, between them. And then of course the border collies are a totally different style, right? Yeah. Because they uh work with um staring. Kind, yeah, kind of softer animals like sheep and geese. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're they're definitely not going to bite them, right? Because that would be very. And you got the corgi. <laughs> Corgis are also a cattle herding breed, yeah, and yeah. so that's why people think they're adorable, and yet they're super headstrong, yes. independent. They will not hesitate to bite you because, and they are pretty agile for those short little legs and that long body. Boy, they can twist it, <laughs> and they're very maneuverable. Yeah, and that's but that's also like it's, it's like it's what what they're bred for is to kind of be willing to any dog that's that sassy and bold that's yep. bred to be willing to like dive in and you bet bite the leg of a cow. <laughs> you got to be sassy and brassy. Yeah, it takes some nerve. Yes, it does. It takes, yep, sassy and brassy. Okay, before we went to break, we were talking about doo-doos, whereas, okay, if you find some blood in the doo-doo, what the possibilities? You mentioned sometimes feeding dry food might. What have you been feeding that might have caused an Correct. irritation to, Correct. is it the stomach itself? Is it the rectum as it's coming out? What? Yeah, and then you have to look, too, like how sick is your dog? And so if your dog ha- produces a super nasty-looking poop, but they're feeling good, they still want to go for a walk, they're still willing to you know, do their usual thing, like mm-hmm. if they haven't deviated from their regular habits, then it's much less of a concern than the dog who's not feeling well and is having mm-hmm. cruddy poop. Okay. Um, you know, stress can bring on some nasty-looking poop. Uh, vaccines, certainly. Um, and then like things that we feed our dogs. Okay. So um, the the first thing to do with anything like that is to stop feeding them. Okay. So so this is if there's uh, diarrhea but no vomiting. Okay. So step one, stop putting food in your dog's mouth for 24 hours. No dog is going to starve to death. Right. People have not hard in 24 that, hours, though. not in two days, right. not in a week, not in two weeks. Your dog will not starve to death. Yep. Um, and then my favorite, favorite supplement for diarrhea is this wonderful stuff made by the Honest Kitchen, and it's called Perfect Form. Perfect Form? Perfect Form. Okay. Perfect Form has fantastic ingredients. It is um, just God's answer to diarrhea in dogs. Okay. Um, lots of pet food stores carry it. I think you can get it directly from Honest Kitchen. Uh, so that is it a is, pumpkin base or what is it? It does have pumpkin in it. It has slippery elm. It oh, has okay. plantain. Okay. It has pectin. It has fennel and it has some enzymes. And so it's basically like an all round gastrointestinal soother, right? Fennel is going to make your stomach feel better. Pectin helps move the bile. Okay. That's what's in. Um, that's why when you do, uh, a gallbladder cleanse you have to drink apple juice by the court oh, okay. because of the pectin so pectin helps to dissolve gallstones helps keep the bile moving 
Oh, no. Nice. So it just makes uh, plant, both plantain and slippery elm have that common quality of increasing the mucus of the, like your mucus membranes are supposed to be coated with mucus. Okay. Which protects them and helps them work better. And so uh, it's just kind of an all-around nice gastrointestinal supplement. And that's called Perfect Form by Honest, Perfect Form. By Honest yeah. Kitchen. Okay. A lot of times people want to reach for the probiotics, but honestly, if if your dog's digestive tract is speeding up mm-hmm. and things are moving through faster than they're supposed to, then probiotics are going to have a tough time doing anything. Okay. So first thing you need to do, so step one is rest the gastrointestinal tract, a.k.a. do not feed your dog. Okay. They can have access to water, of course, but that means no food, no treats. If you're if you're in a training class that uses treats, you might have to skip a session, you know. Yeah. Um, and don't don't feel bad for your dog, even if they're hungry and following you around the house because you are helping them. Yeah. Um, I've seen dogs get diarrhea for a couple of weeks from one episode of getting in the trash. Okay. And so it's like, for us, we're kind of used to this idea that if we eat something we shouldn't, everything kind of speeds up. Stuff moves out of your body super fast. Yes, it does. And within about 24 hours, you know, you're, you're better. Right. With dogs, when they eat things that they shouldn't, it seems to kind of slow down the gastrointestinal tract. And so after eating something like a bully stick or rawhide or something like that, your dog might be sad and have diarrhea and not want to eat for days. Okay. So if if at any time your dog doesn't do their norm, they don't show up in the kitchen to be fed. Mm-hmm. Do not go looking for them to feed them. And leave don't them doctor alone. the food up to get them to exactly. eat. Exactly. If your dog is not feeling good enough to eat, leave them alone. Yeah. Do not try to feed them. That's the way my ethel was every once in a while every morning. I'd be getting bowl, and she's usually right on my heels. You know, Red's mm-hmm. got it, food, and she just kind of look up from the couch like, yeah, not this morning. It's like, well, okay, girl. Whatever. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah. And so people try to put stuff on the foods or, you know, yep. gosh, dog won't eat its food. Let me cook him an egg. Let me. And and it's just like, you know, if if you had, say, a night where you did yourself wrong gastrointestinally. Yeah. Maybe you're hungover. Maybe yeah. you don't feel so great. You're not going to be in the kitchen scrounging for food. Right. right. You're going to be lying on the couch saying, you yeah. know what? Leave me alone right yep. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so blood in the stool, bottom line. What, what are some of the things that. Uh, okay, we, we stop the food, get the gastrointestinal. Right, and so basically like... So when is a, a vet visit, do you think, mm-hmm. is needed? So so the supplement, the perfect form, is good for when your dog is still feeling good enough to eat, okay. but they're having diarrhea. So step one, you stop feeding them for, for 24 hours, okay. and then when you do start feeding them, you can just give them their regular food unless, you know, unless the food is part of the problem, which you might have to figure out. Um, and then you can just add the supplement to the food right away. Okay. Um, if And then it depends. If you have a younger dog, you might be thinking intestinal parasites. Okay. Right? So then you're going to gather up a poop sample, take it to your vet the next morning. Okay. If there's blood in the doo-doos. Yes. Okay. Uh, you might want to refrigerate the poop. If it's the middle of winter and the poop has been out overnight and it is now frozen, you need to get a new one. Okay. Because that's not going to work. Okay. Um, so we think about parasites we think about inflammatory bowel disease and inflammatory bowel disease is not something that you diagnose with the first episode of diarrhea okay. usually you have to have repeated episodes okay um and then some things are kind of breed dependent i was contacted recently by somebody with a standard poodle and the dog um sometimes loses its appetite has diarrhea doesn't feel well seems more clingy um you know, with standard poodles, you have to worry about Addison's disease, 
Okay. And that can be a symptom of Addison's. So you kind of have to, if you have a dog of a certain breed, you have to know your breed and know what kinds of things you might be looking for. Okay. And so uh, when should one be going to the doctor when there's blood in the doo-doos? If there's a lot of blood or is it, if it's just yeah, a little, when, but, when, but when my, do you hit the... My definition of a lot is going to differ from, you know, most people's. Uh-huh. So again, if the dog is feeling good, and there's a couple of dots of blood in the poo, you know, I would maybe keep an eye on them and think, oh, wow, I probably should not have given you that pig's ear. Okay. Um, you know, if there's a lot of blood, then you're, you know, gathering up the poop and your dog and okay. you're on your way to the vet, basically. Yeah, on your way to the vet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then in diet, like you say, it comes, you know, I try to get people to rehydrate the dry food to mm-hmm. easier to be on the gut system. You know, let the, uh, so don't feed it with the, don't, we're going to put the water in the bowl and then put the bowl aside and don't feed it with the kernels floating in the water. That's even more temperamental, I feel, to the dog because you're drinking, trying to drink and eat dog right, food. Right. And so anyway, and so, yeah, once you rehydrate it, that's had helped so many pups and they just happen to be golden retrievers that when they came to my class, they're having, you know, runny doo-doos. And I said, try rehydrating the food. The next week they came and said, it's a miracle. We've been uh, putting up with, you know, know. The, yeah. And so she says, what well, we hyd- rehydrated it and, it and we couldn't believe it. We went from the runs to like within about three days, we had a, a normal poop. They couldn't believe it. So pretty cool. Okay. We're going to run to break here. If you got a question for Dr. Jess, please take advantage of it. Okay. 651-641-1071. What breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector who needed to a guard dog for protection? Oh, go think about that. A tax collector that needs a guard dog. <laughs> okay, was it a Rottweiler, a Doberman, a Great Dane, or a Pit Bull? We'll be right back. Hi, thanks for staying with the Gated Canine Show. And uh, let's see. Whoops. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, what breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector who needed a guard dog for protection? Uh, what breed? Was it a Rottweiler, a Doberman, a Great Dane, or a Pitbull? What do you think, Rachel? Well, we do have a caller that would like to answer the question. Oh, she's going to take some fun away from you guys? Sure, put her up. Right. Brenda? Okay, hi, Brenda. Hi. Uh, what do you think? I think it's a Doberman. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yep, the Doberman or uh, Doberman or Doberman Pinscher was, yep, yes. was originated in Germany around 1890 by Louis Doberman. That's spelled with two N's, by the way. Awesome. A tax collector who needed a guard dog, hoping to develop a breed of dog with maximum strength, loyalty, and intelligence and fierceness. I guess a shepherd wasn't good enough. <laughs> Doberman is believed to have had a mixed number of breed, including German Shepherd, Great Dane, Greyhound, and the Pinscher, and the Rottweiler. Today, Dobermans are commonly used as guard dogs and police dogs. All right. So there you go. Do you have one? Thank you. I do not. I have a golden retriever. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Well, thanks not for listening. Threatening. What? Not as threatening. Not as dog. threatening. Well, <laughs> I don't know. You know, any dog that comes here, hairs, you know, hackles up and teeth bared, they can look pretty threatening. <laughs> thanks a lot, kiddo. Thanks for listening, too, okay? What's up? Thanks for listening and thanks for calling in. Oh, you bet. Should I call back if I have a question? Oh, do you have a question or two? 
Well, I do have a question. Okay, yeah. why don't you hold on to that thought because we got to finish up here and then we'll get back to you. So make sure she's next in line, okay, uh, Rachel? Okay, so there we go. So the good old Doberman. Okay, we were talking about blood in in the doo-doos, okay? And so then mucus. Now mucus, there's some, I, I remember... Well, first of all, get your, then I'll tell my story. Okay, so mucus, I've seen some, uh, where people have sent me videos that it looks like it's in a sleeve of slime. Okay, what's your thought on that? Well, it depends. I mean, overall, you know, mucus is not necessarily a terrible thing, right? Um, things that are coming out of your intestines, your body has to get rid of them. And I always think, like, there's a reason why people go and get colonics, right? Okay. Um, people go and get their intestines hosed out to get the mucus out. So sometimes a bunch of it needs to move out. Okay. Um, but yes, it can depend on what you're putting in the front end. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) My theory on the mucus, uh, I had a little chihuahua that came out for class and anyway, and I said, why don't you everybody take them outside if they got to go potty. I happen to be out there and I was talking to the clients and I'm watching this little chihuahua do a doo-doo and it looked like little green slime peas that was coming out and i looked at it and i said you don't by any chance give your dog greenies do you oh yes i do just loves them i said well let's stop so i said look at that doo-doo do you think that's healthy healthy for the dog's system it seemed like it was coating the gut with that starch and such and so and it was forming this and it was kind of on the green green slime and it took a little bit for that pupper to you know Get rid of it type thing. So in my book, anything that's starchy and a greenies, all they are, anything chews like that, read on it. If it says starch is a first ingredient, don't give it. It's like, and especially, you know, maybe one a month. But what most people give them a couple of day and they're just coating that gut system with the with the starch. That would be my theory on mucus and doo-doo. I like it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's definitely a lot of junk out there that's made for dogs. And think of all the, the dental treats and the dental chews. And if you read the ingredients. Stuff that dogs should not be eating. You, yeah. yeah, you do have to read the ingredients on these things. Also, a lot of supplements nowadays are made to be tasty chews. Well, oh. there's things that they have to add in order to make to give it that texture, that kind right. of bendy yep. texture. So you see a lot of glycerin and lecithin and maltodextrin and basically... <sighs> Lots of sugars, lots of stuff that your dog does not need to be eating. Okay. Yep. No, that's, uh, yeah. That, so that's my, so uh, my, um, our suggestion would be read the labels. And if it has a lot of like starches and such like that, let's find something new. And I, like you say, like I know a lot of CBD oil now is being put into chews or a lot of things are being, and, and like when you take the, I'd rather have the powder, not in a, you know what I mean? Or a capsule because you, then it's mm-hmm. not as processed and as much stuff yeah. inside of it. So that would mm-hmm. be my thoughts. Okay. So we did uh, doo-doos, bud and mucus. Okay. Next would be vomit. So, but we'll take a couple calls. <laughs> okay. Back to Brenda. Okay. Brenda. Yes. Okay, what's your question? So my, I tuned in just prior to the question. So this isn't, we we had a bunch of this type of stuff relate, you know, happened to our dog about a year and a half ago, maybe longer, and she's um, been doing great since. So okay. um, she's a rescue who had severe Giardia and all that stuff going on. But anyway, um, she's doing great. The question I have is what is a good probiotic out there and is it is it important to give your dogs probiotics she's going to be four in september the, the biggest time to get them make sure that they are on probiotics if they're on any kind of antibiotics 
because okay, of everything. She's anim- nothing. Okay, but nope. if she has in the past, like yeah. an ear infection or something like that, but if she has, because that kills the good stuff as well as the bad stuff. And so right. now, Dr. Jess, what's your thought on a good probiotic? Um, there are plenty of good probiotics out there. I think probiotics are really important for puppies. Okay. Uh, they're very useful for dogs who have had uh, anesthesia. So like if your dog has been spayed or has had her teeth cleaned or something like that. Uh, also antibiotic use. Um, and so there are some that are pretty good that are made for dogs. Really what you're looking for is you're looking for uh, some different strains of bacteria. So you don't want to see just one kind of bacteria. You want to see some different ones and you want to mm-hmm. see billions with a B billions of bacteria per dose okay so uh herb smith makes a good one animal essentials i know there's other good brands out there made for dogs um and sometimes i just send people to the health food store to get some garden of life products oh what so is it and i should have maybe rephrased my question is it important to give a healthy dog like is it something we should be giving her because she's not having any digestive issues or on any any antibiotics. I mean, she's really pretty darn healthy for the most part. Um, is it important to give a dog a daily probiotic? Um, is there a benefit to them for that? Um, that? You know, potentially some small benefits. So really, uh, prebiotics would be uh, more important to some okay. extent. And, you know, okay. what does it mean to have a variety of prebiotics so that you can support all the different kinds of bacteria that are supposed to be in your intestines, it means that you have to eat a varied diet. And so that's why it's a good idea to feed dogs real food, table scraps, odds and ends. Um, just the yep. same way that we cannot, you know, we're not going to be healthy if we just eat the same thing at every meal. If you ate breakfast mm-hmm. cereal all the time and never anything else, you would not be healthy. And it's possible that probiotics might not be enough to save you in that case. So, uh, so very diet. And then it kind of depends on the, what the dog's exposure is. So if the dog is out in your yard, digging in the dirt, snuffling under the trees, you know, eating some dead leaves or snacking on things they find under the dirt, they are probably replenishing their microbiome pretty well. Hmm. Of course, that's assuming that you are not treating your yard with anything that might, you know, that might damage the, damage the lawn or damage the dog's intestines or something like that. So if you have kind of a natural yard and your dog can go out and snuffle under the trees and dig around in the dirt and roll in the dirt, that's perfect. Okay. Okay, good. Well, and we're just in the food. Uh, We're working on the food now because we do want to start giving her real food, making her food. Um, She is on kibbles. We're not excited about that. We haven't been for a long time. So just trying to figure out the right path for Mm-hmm. how we do that and what we give her a good thing is go to primalpooch.com primal primalpooch.com that's okay. really a good resource to, uh, she's got a great book you know to just start your journey going that and understanding it okay, okay. it's very simple all okay. right okay 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 thank okay. you take care thank you ladies bye-bye you bet bye-bye Okay, yeah, because uh, that that's really important is that, uh, you know, uh, to concede. Now, even though my dogs, you know, when they're healthy, I would still give them probiotics, digestive enzymes, you know, uh, like for a week, you know, every week, just to kind of mm-hmm. keep their gut healthy, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. I would put it in there here and there. So I don't want to wait till hit the fan, you know, that's right. the thing. Okay, what does, you ready for this? What does Corgi 
mean in Welsh? What does corgi mean in Welsh? Okay, what does it mean? Blind shepherd, always tapping, furry sausage, or dwarf dog? <laughs> we'll be back.